Welcome to Horse Bites, presented by Steuben, your go-to source for keeping up with the show jumping world. It was a busy week in show jumping with seven major competitions taking place across the globe. We saw the 12th leg of the Western European World Cup League in Amsterdam, the first five-star of the year in the Middle East at Doha, the penultimate North American League four-star World Cup qualifier in Puebla, Mexico, the first four-star Nations Cup competition of the year in Sharjah, and another three-star in Oliva, the first three-star out in California in Thermal, and WEF is ramping up with their first four-star of the season. Whoa, a lot happened this week. We're also going to cover the top 10 strongest events of the year based on the Equiratings Field Strength metric and share some behind-the-scenes info about the merits of seeking warmer climates and staying put for a while on a winter equestrian tour. But first, let's take a look at this past week's big winners. Biggest winner of the week was Daniel Coyle and Legacy again in the five-star World Cup in Amsterdam. His second World Cup win in two weeks after he picked up the win last week in Leipzig. Abdullah Al-Sharbatli and Alamo won the five-star in Doha over just 18 total competitors, the smallest field of the Grand Prix this week. Quinley and Jose Alberto Martinez-Vasquez and his partner of 11 years took the win in the four-star World Cup in Puebla, Mexico. The UAE won the first Nations Cup competition of the year on home turf in Sharjah over Germany in second and Great Britain in third. Philip Weishaupt and Kobe won the three-star in Oliva over fellow countrywoman Jana Friedrich Meyer Zimmerman and Messi Vant Reitersoff. Connor Swale and Theo 160 won the first three-star in California over Carl Cook and his Pan American Games partner Caracol de la Roque. And Tiffany Foster blazed to an exhilarating win in the four-star under the lights in Wellington with the amazing battle cry for their first ever Saturday night win in Florida. Welcome to Showstopper, powered by Equiratings. Today we delve into a frequently asked question, which individual classes or competitions and which shows are the most challenging of the year? And importantly, how do we assess this based on the competitors present rather than the venue itself? As we discussed earlier, the Equiratings ELO rating plays a pivotal role here. The ELO has been designed to have predictive power by measuring the competitiveness of a horse based on all relevant factors, using the traditional chess and online gaming formula for ELO. When you see all of the ELO ratings for horses in a class, we can get a sense of who are the strongest horse rider combinations, and from there, deduct which classes at the end of the year were truly the most difficult to win. That takes us to the Equiratings Field Strength metric. By averaging the top 25 ELO ratings from any given class, it helps us ascertain which classes feature the strongest field of horses, and which shows are the most prestigious and difficult throughout the year. So, reflecting on last year, several shows notably stood out. Geneva, to no surprise, led the way by hosting three of the top five individual competitions. Aachen featured prominently with two in the top 10, the Global Champions Tour marked its presence with two spots from Riesenbeck and Riyadh, and the list is completed with the World Cup Final and the European Championships. It's intriguing to note that the World Cup Final is the sole North American show on this list, highlighting the depth of talent that parts of Europe still hold. Even the Pan American Games didn't make the cut. And it's hardly surprising that the world's top competitions offer the most prize money, attracting the strongest horse rider combinations. However, it's reassuring to support this empirical evidence from the Equiratings field strength metric rather than relying on assumptions. 
This metric not only measures the competition's intensity, but also guides riders in strategizing their participation, whether to aim for the top shows to peak their horses or to opt out if they feel less competitive. That's a summary of 2023's top competitions based on field strength, and it will be curious to see if they stay that way this year. Make sure to stay tuned to Showstopper each week for the latest analysis, in-depth exploration of the ratings, and the pulse of the competition world. Also, don't miss out on Showstopper Stories on Wednesdays for a complete analysis of the past week's winners. Steuben commits to innovation and service excellence so that the well-being of your horse is the foundation for you to build a true partnership and do what seems impossible. All right, let's take a look at the wild things of the week. We got someone from Europe. Oh no, she's in front of the saddle. Oh my God, she's still in front of the saddle. She keeps going. Good horse to kind of stay straight. Oh my God, is she getting back in? Oh, she gets back in. Oh, hello horse. What are you trying to tell us? Are you Mr. Ed? Oh, hello. Very cute. I wonder what he's trying to tell us. He's hungry maybe. All right, let's look at this one. Whoa. That is a brave horse. Let's see that again. Jump blows down as he's jumping it. Horse kind of twists to get over. And this is a different kind of riding. It's not quite a horse, I don't think. Looking like an ostrich. She looks terrified. That would be absolutely the scariest thing. Those were your wild things of the week. Do you guys have any funny, crazy videos you want to share with us? Please send us your home videos and get an opportunity to be featured on Wild Things. This week's Weekly Wonder, we're talking about the myriad of winter tours that are going on in the world currently. And more importantly, why anyone would want to go to one of them. Plus, how to choose the right tour for you and your horses and what it's going to cost you. So first and foremost, most of us horse people have our permanent bases in places where we get all four seasons, which makes for nice lush landscapes for our four-legged friends. But it also means that this time of year, at least in the Northern Hemisphere, it's freezing outside. So, weather is a primary decision-making factor on whether or not people choose to go to some type of winter tour. It's not only cold outside, but most northern locations have us riding around in tiny indoors, and frankly, wouldn't you rather be outside surrounded by palm trees jumping in a vast arena? Secondly, the tours offer a great environment to help develop your horses. Whether you have a young one that could benefit from learning to move up a level without changing scenery each week, or a rehab situation where you want to bring one of your older horses back into the sport after an injury, the tours tend to offer great options for all types of riders and horses. Plus, they bring everyone together in one place. In a sport where individual stables can be hundreds of miles or multiple hours away from each other, heading to a tour for a month or two, or even longer, can be a great way to get everyone in one place. It makes it easier for the vets and physios and buyers and sellers and even riders and trainers to work together to improve performance in a short amount of time. Plus, staff is sure to be thrilled not to have to pack up and move the traveling circus for a few weeks. And it's great for business. Many of the tours attract horse dealers from around the world hoping to find their next champion or sell the superstar they have in the stable. Tours offer great exposure for developing horses Plus, buyers can track horse performance over a number of weeks to make sure they are getting the horse that suits them best. 
Nowadays, many of the tours have essentially created mini-villages for everyone in attendance, making them true lifestyle destinations. On top of having gyms, spas, wellness centers, medical doctors, and a vast array of healthy food options on site, most of the tours are located in resort destination areas that make the stay for the people just as luxurious as it is for the horses. So let's talk about the options that are out there. In Europe, you've got a few choices in Spain from the famous Sunshine Tour, offering probably the most extensive and best facility on the continent with over 20 arenas, thousands of permanent stalls, wooded trails, and top-notch competition up to the four-star level. It's located near one of the beautiful white towns of Andalusia, but beware, if you're renting a place in the city, bring extra blankets because modern heating is sparse in this ancient town. Neighboring Oliva Nova on the Mediterranean side offers a much smaller facility, but with a friendly staff, great food, and a golf course and morning beach rides, it's a lovely place to spend the winter. Valencia also offers another tour in Spain, or you could head to Arezzo in Italy for a few weeks if that's more your vibe. In recent years, the Middle East has exploded with FEI competitions, and now you can choose between Saudi Arabia or Qatar to spend the winter. With great weather and top-notch facilities, these tours attract a lot of Europeans and local riders who don't need to travel far to get great sport. One downside of these tours, however, is the fact that Saudi and Qatar are dry nations and don't legally offer alcoholic beverages outside of the hotels and resorts. So, if you're going for some nightlife, maybe this isn't the best option. If you live on the other side of the pond, the U.S. offers three major tours for the winter season. Thermal, out in California, is a great option for people coming from Western Canada and anyone west of Texas, essentially, as it's the only tour within a few thousand miles. Basically, perfect weather and more and more four and five star level competition has driven the quality up over the past few years, and even a few East Coast riders make the trek out there for a change of scenery or to try to swoop in and pick up some prize money and a valuable ranking points against what is often considered a slightly weaker field compared to the East Coast tours. And finally, the hopefully warmer state of Florida offers two options for the winter months. Ocala has a brand new facility called WEC that is just out of this world. It's said they invested half a billion dollars to build the place and even offers a chapel on site for those seeking religious refuge from the trials and tribulations of our beloved sport. And of course, the famous Winter Equestrian Festival in Wellington. Located 30 minutes from Palm Beach, an hour from Miami, and boasting some of the most out-of-this-world mansion-like stables surrounding the showgrounds, WEF attracts over 10,000 horses in a five-mile radius during the winter and hosts some of the toughest, most sought-after prizes our sport has to offer. Many patrons of WEF own homes or stables in Wellington and opt to spend over six months a year in the area. With multiple show facilities and dressage, polo, show jumping, and beyond, WEF is certainly the prime lifestyle destination of them all. It's certainly a tough choice when deciding if a tour is right for you, with factors such as cost playing a major role. If you're going over for one of the tours from Europe to America, it can cost anywhere upward of $50,000 per horse, including all your housing, stabling, showing, travel, etc. But if you're in Europe and opt to go down south for the winter, most of those cost closer to six to 10,000 per horse, depending on how long you stay. 
Biohazard risks such as viruses and fungus, which spread easily when you have hundreds and thousands of horses close together, is also a very real concern, and people often complain of the long distances you have to travel to get to the tours, some taking over 24 hours of driving to reach. School for younger riders is also a factor, and although some of the tours offer tutoring services on-site or in the near area, making sure you choose what's best for your student-athlete is also paramount. Plus, the nightlife on the tours can certainly get rowdy, which is a great pressure release for adults, and the parties are great, but the younger people, it can often become a distraction, so beware. Lastly, people are always super excited to go to the tours in the beginning, but often complain about boredom and burnout by the end. So make sure to plan your tours smartly, don't overdo the showing or the partying, and pick a place that best suits you and your horse's needs. That's a wrap on this week's top highlights. Catch us next week for some more top sport analysis and an in-depth look at the new Longines League of Nations format for team jumping competition before the first leg in Abu Dhabi. And remember to meet us here every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central European time, noon Eastern Standard, and stay tuned wherever you get your socials for constant updates and clips from our show. Drop your comments below and we'll be sure to answer as many as we can. And follow along all the action as it unfolds here on Horse Bites, your go-to source for keeping up with the show jumping world. Hey guys, Flying Feathers here. Follow us wherever you get your socials and be a part of the Horse Bites community.